0: Hi, welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. Today's episode is Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go, and wilt hold them still, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle, which is in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep, there shall be a very grievous or severe plague, a murrain. And the Lord shall sever or segregate, distinguish between, between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there shall nothing die of all that is in the children of Israel's, that is the children of Israel's. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. And the Lord did that thing on the morrow, and all the cattle of Egypt died, but of the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. The fifth stroke was a very grievous moraine, not uncommon in Egypt, which has been supposed to have been of the same kind as the cattle plague in our own country, only far more extensive. But although Pharaoh ascertained by special inquiry that Israel had been exempted from this plague, his heart was hardened. Verse 7, And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take of you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become dust in all of the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil, breaking forth with blains, blisters, and pustules upon man and upon beasts throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil, breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast." And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. And Pharaoh hardened his heart, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. The sixth stroke was again made to descend by the instrumentality of Moses and Aaron. As the third in the second series, it became it came without any warning to the king. Moses and Aaron were directed to take ashes of the furnace, probably in reference to the great buildings and pyramids in which Egypt took such pride, and to sprinkle it up towards heaven, and it became a boil, breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. Such burning turns out, turnouts, breaking into pustules, ulcers, "'Polstuous Postu- ulcers, but ex- uh, exclusively confined to man, are not uncommon in the valley of the Nile. "'Even the magicians seem now to have yielded, but the, gu- but the judgment of hardening had already come upon Pharaoh. "'A modern writer has supposed them to have been the black-looking look- foul ulcers "'symbolized by the black rusty ashes of the furnace. "'The sixth plague had struck not only the pride and the possessions of the Egyptians, but their persons.' but the three which now followed in rapid succession upon stroke upon stroke were far more terrible than any that preceded and indeed represented all god's plagues they were ushered in by a most solemn warning unheeded by him who was nigh unto destruction The reason why God did not at once destroy Pharaoh and his people is thus stated by the Lord himself. For now, if I had stretched forth my hand and smitten thee and thy people with the pestilence, then hadst thou been cut off from the earth. But now, in very deed, for this cause have I let thee stand, or made thee stand, or raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, perhaps to let thee see or experience it. This is the first reason, the second, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. We give the correct rendering of the passage that this actually was the result we gather from Exodus 15.14. Nay, the tidings spread not only among the Arabs but long afterwards among the Greek and Romans and finally throughout the, through the gospel among all nations of the earth. Verse 13 And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand, that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up, or let thee remain, or to show in thee, or to show thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Now Joseph Smith translation changed. Verse 17, Therefore speak unto Pharaoh the thing which I command thee, who as yet exaltest himself, that he will not let them go. Behold, tomorrow, about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now." "'Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field, for upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come upon shall come down upon them, and they shall die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven.' that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his hand, his rod toward heaven and the Lord sent thunder and hail and the fire ran along upon the ground and the Lord rained hail upon the upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. Boy, hail and fire at the same time. Amazing, quite a contrast. "'And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, "'all that was in the field, both man and beast. "'And the hail smote every herb of the field "'and brake every tree of the field. "'Only in the land of Goshen, "'where the children of Israel were, "'was there no hail.' And Pharaoh sent, and called for Moses and Aaron, and said unto them, I have sinned this time, the Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Entreat the Lord, for it is enough, that there shall be no more mighty thunderings and hail, and I will let you go, and ye shall no longer stay. Ye shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands unto the Lord, and the thunder will cease. There shall Neither, neither shall there be any more hail, that thou mayest know how that the earth is the Lord's. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not fear the Lord God. And the flax and the barley was smitten, and the barley was in the ear, and the flax was boiled, or in bud, and the wheat and the rye, Hebrew for spelt, a type of wheat, were not smitten, for they were not grown up. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands unto the Lord, and the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Neither would he let the children of Israel go, as the Lord had spoken by Moses. Only one day for thought and repentance was granted to Pharaoh before the seventh stroke descended. It consisted of such hail as never had been seen in Egypt, mingled with thunder and fiery lightning. The cattle in Egypt are left out to graze from January to April, and such of the Egyptians as gave heed to the warning of Moses withdrew their cattle and servants into shelter, and so escaped the consequences. The rest suffered loss of men and beasts. That some among the servants of Pharaoh feared the the word of Jehovah affords evidence of the spiritual effect of these strokes. Indeed, Pharaoh himself now owned, I have sinned this time, but this very limitation and the hardening of his heart, when the calamity ceased, show that his was only the fear of consequences, and as Moses had said, that ye will not yet fear Jehovah, Elohim. I just want to go through a kind of a, a detailed listing of of each of the plagues and uh, an analysis of each one. Um, water to blood in the was the first plague, uh, and the god that's involved with um, uh, that's of the Egyptians is also mentioned. Happy or Hopi controlled the waters of the Nile, which was itself considered sacred. The frogs. Which is Heket is the goddess of a frog's with a frog's head, lice or gnats, uh, Seth, the god of the earth, the earth was turned into lice or gnats, flies, possibly Euakith, U- Uachit, uh, represented by a fly, cattle dying, uh, the god was Apis and Menevis, bull gods, Hathor goddess of, with a crow head, Hemen a ram god. Uh, Boils and Blains was Shekmet, a goddess with power over disease. Sunu, the pestilence god. Isis, a goddess of healing. Hail and fire, not the sky goddess. Osiris, the god of crops and fertility. Number eight, Locusts. Osiris, the god of crops and fertility. Nine, Darkness. Kepri, Re, or Ra, and Ammon, the sun gods. And then the last one, death of the firstborn. Pharaoh, considered a god, but had no power to save his own son from death. Isis, the goddess who protected children. So again, the, the, each of the plagues had to do with one of the Egyptian gods. And so um, it showed that, the, that God, our Heavenly Father, was in charge of all of this and that Egypt's gods had nothing to do with it. And anyway, that's the end, and I'll see you next time. Bye.